Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Our topic, this is the whole truth. Today, we need to settle the score. Is there a God and who is he? There are numerous options before us, too many to be explored. And if truth be told, we would probably waste our time in looking at options. But let us reason together on this occasion and let us discover the whole truth. Isaiah 40 verse 18 challenges us to do a comparison. With whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? That is how we live most of our lives. We compare and then we make a decision. The writer is putting up God for you to make a decision, a decision between God and the competition. The writer brings two options to the table, options that represent the wealth division of the world. He says that those who are rich will look at idols made from precious metals draped in rich ornaments of gold and silver crafted by the best goldsmith. Think of the care that the professional exercises first in selecting the finest metal and the long hours and care he exercises in bringing this thing to completion. Once done, the goldsmith comes in with layers of gold and silver chains and adorn this awesome idol idol. <laughs> there is the other man, poor, but determined to find his own God, so he turns to wood that will not rot. Ain't nothing wrong with a wooden God, right? He looks around his community and he finds the best carpenter sculpture, and the end result is a God that will stand up and will never fall over. Is that the best you can offer as a comparison with God? God is not made with human hands. In fact, God is not made. He states without fear of contradiction that he is Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. He did not say he was at the beginning and he will and he will be at the end. To do so is to suggest that someone or something was in charge to have set a finite beginning and a finite end. God said, I am the beginning. That means he has always been, that there was never a time when there was no God. The writer asks, what shall you compare God with? He tries to give your metal idol or your wooden statue a chance, but when he talks about God as the one who is bigger than all the world leaders, famous or otherwise, as the one who controls and determines the very existence of these leaders, there is no comparison. Why? Because all these inanimate, lifeless objects that you create, that you select, the things of life such as wealth, fame, possessions, education, positions, professions, none of these things can compare to God who is larger than life and and if you choose to bring in human beings, you're in for a rude awakening because God controls the human beings that you select. But can we continue? In Isaiah 40 verse 25, the writer raises another comparison. In other words, the inanimate objects, the lifeless idols, they failed miserably in the comparison. So let us turn to living beings. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? <laughs> God speaks first. You know you're in trouble when God speaks first because he raises the bar very high. God did not have to search hard to find data that supports his position and claim as God. 
Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. The room grows still. You can hear the drop of a pin. Did God just speak about the marvelous and mysterious details of that phenomenal sphere called the heavens? God boldly invites you to step outside one night when the sky is clear and he asks you to look up. You know, the first time God asked someone to look up was when he was talking to Abraham and asked him to look up and count the stars. Why? Because that is as vast a number of Abraham's descendants who will follow. And mind you, God was talking to a man in his late 70s who had not fathered a child. Your future, says God, will be as numberless as the stars in the sky. So now God asks you to look up because he is going to school you in some truth. Do you know who created all that you can see? And you know you have run out of vision because there is too much to see. So in your wisdom or your knowledge, have you found the answer to God's question? Didn't they tell you about evolution and the Big Bang Theory? Such nonsense. Why would I... God, go through all that trouble when all I did was to speak. On the fourth day, here's what I said. Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God also made the stars and set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And God saw that it was good. What is your response to that? I never thought you had anything to say, but God continues by telling you that those stars that you see, and even the ones you can't see, that he brings them out every night simply by calling their names. Yes, he does. And he says that he is so good at this thing that none of these stars have ever missed their nightly appointment. Each star comes out at God's spoken word. So who is your candidate for God? A political leader? A human like yourself who claims to have had a vision and he is now the new God? Or do you believe that there is no God and that all this thing came into existence by themselves? I thought you were smarter than to buy into this mumbo-jumbo that there is no God. To end all argument, God turns around and uses you to settle the score in Isaiah 44 verse 8. You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No, there is no other rock. I know not one. And this is the whole truth.